Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Engage. And welcome to Dork Trek, your twice weekly Star Trek Generation podcast. I should just say Star Trek podcast. Because we're not going to be doing Next Generation much longer because this is Season 6. Well, right now it's still Next Generation. Yeah, but Season 6 of Next Generation out of 7. I'm Lieutenant Commander Ben McCormick filling in uh, the opening credits duties for our (laughs) missing commander, (laughs) Lieutenant Commander Bob France, who's made the mistake of going by sick bay and getting a uh, shot from Dr. Crusher, so he's going to be down. Yeah. Yeah. Took him out for two episodes. It's called Romulan Roulette. You basically get a hypo spray from yeah. from sick bay, and you don't know what's going to no. happen. You never go to Crusher voluntarily. No. Never. No, he was distracted. He wasn't paying attention, and zap. Yeah. So. And I'm Lieutenant Commander Jenny Zell, and I did not go to Doctor Crusher's sick bay because I'm not not putting myself at risk like that. Yeah. I'm Lieutenant Commander Dennis Black and Asian. And I consider going to sick bay because I am sick, but oh. I don't want to die. No, <laughs> you're sick, but not that sick. No, I don't want to wait be, for Pulaski. I don't want to be dead sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, Dennis. For uh, even though you're sick, you know, weathering through the, the mission must go forward. Yeah. We hope you feel better, Dennis. I we can't do this without buddy. at least three of us. Well, I would feel guilty because I was going to do other stuff today, and I didn't want to blow off the. Podcast. Oh, so. oh! I totally was. I I wasn't showing up until I heard that Bob wasn't going to be here. <laughs> I was going to like fake some kind of excuse at the last minute and be like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, can, you guys go ahead." I've got Tiderian flu, so I can't make <laughs> it. I had too much uh, Tarkanian ale. Yeah. Well, I did too last night, and I, you know, you still showed I'm here up. Yeah, at my own pajamas. house in my pajamas because yeah. we love the listeners. Yeah, we do. We, we go above and beyond for them because they go above and beyond for us. We sacrifice for you. Yeah, buddy. for you. You yeah. personally. Can, Can you feel me pointing at you through the internet? Patricia <laughs> <laughs> and Bob and Stacy and Will, Alan. Are you just making up names right now? Well, isn't that what they used to do at Romper Room? I see Rachel and Tommy and Dennis. We see you. They used to freak me the hell out. Bitches looking at me. I don't know know this romper room. 1984 shit right there. She's looking at me through the TV. (laughs) They're spying on me. That's why I didn't like the news. Because whenever the news was on, they were talking straight at me. And they were telling me to listen and to do things. Tune in next cover. time. So, uh, yeah. Oh, but before we get started on this episode, uh-huh. um, we want to put a little word out there for J.K. Woodward, who does the the art for Assimilation Square, and I guess. The Star Trek uh, Doctor Who crossover yes. comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he lives does great in, work for it. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. He was actually work. on a previous episode of Dork Trek. Yeah, back when they were in, what was it, Charlotte? Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he lives on Long Island, and Ooh. yeah, after Hurricane Sandy lost everything. And yeah. uh, he's selling some prints and commissions and um, trying to raise money to, you know, get his life back on track. So go to JK Woodward Art. 
www.blogspot.com or find them on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, or Facebook. And, um, you know, his blog spot, that's where he's got the links to all of his commissions. Is He's got original art up there, and there's a couple of them that I'm looking at personally. Yeah, there's a link on our Facebook page. Yeah. and Or I'm sure if you go to DC Noise, yeah. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a link there. Yeah, so. our good friend Daryl Taylor is... Uh, He's actually the one who brought this to our attention. Yes. Yes. So. And they do a show called JK's Happy Hour, which I believe you and Bob, Bob were and on. I were on a few weeks ago, yeah. But it hasn't come out yet, so yeah. keep an eye out for that one. Um, but they did a special episode a couple of days ago where he actually told the whole story about the hurricane and wow. how he survived it. And it was, it was pretty crazy. So, you know, check that out. And... Um, yeah, like I said, go to his go to his blog, and he's got the links, and find him on Twitter and everything, and you know. And our hearts go out to all of our uh, East Coast listeners. Yes, who've uh, weathered through this uh, time, who yeah. probably aren't listening to us because a lot of those areas don't have electricity yes, yet. Still don't have power, and I'm sure podcasts is not not high on the priority list. Yeah, when you we're probably number two. Everything. On their priority list? <laughs> Food, shelter, dork trek. Food, yeah. dork trek, shelter. Well, you got to have shelter to listen. You don't. You just have to have an iPhone. I, well, I saw the I- thing where some people who do have electricity are like running extension cords out to their uh, gates and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ha- I saw the one on Facebook where they put up a sign that said, we have power, charge your phone here. And nice. And they had like a little charging station for people. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, people coming together. So. Hopefully the electric company will have mercy on them at the no. end of the month. No. <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> Although I did notice when the subways in New York started running the other day, uh, the first day they came back online. Yeah, they weren't charging for They it. were free. Yeah. Free subway. All public transit was, was free that day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, uh, what's his name, Cuomo authorized him to do that or something. I didn't realize Cuomo. they were running again because... Yeah. Bloomberg. No, the, it was the governor. I think, oh, okay. Who, yeah. The last I saw, a lot of the subway tunnels were full of water. Well, it's it's mainly the south part of the Manhattan Island now is, okay. is still underwater, that they're still draining out. But wow. uh, I saw a map, and it showed... Uh, Mapping? Well, no, it showed Manhattan Island, and there was a line before you get down to the southern tip of Manhattan. And so everything <laughs> above the, the tip. everything above the line, though, said uh, slowly returning to normal. And then below it, it was, uh, what was that Will Smith movie? I Am Legend. The World. Yeah, it said some serious I Am Legend shit down at this end. (laughs) (laughs) Just the tip. Just the tip. So if you're down near the battery, that's sucking right now. Yeah. I think the UN's down in that area, right? I don't know where the UN is. I I believe it's on the south. I think so. South Manhattan. Really? Or the end of... Whatever. I didn't think it was. I thought it was either. Who the fuck cares about the United Nations? (laughs) Most of them are probably used to living in those conditions, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you all think you'll have it bad in my country. This is, we call this Wednesday. (laughs) This is nothing. When monsoons come, all the crops are gone. What accent is that that you're trying to do? <laughs> uh, it's just a plethora. It's all of them. It's all of all them. All of them. All the accents. <laughs> yeah. In in old country, we would put up uh, many dikes here because we like the dikes. Yes. See, now if you listen to the broadcast, you know that yeah, we already the, talked, they about talked about putting fingers in dikes. Putting fingers in dikes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So you listen to that show? Yeah. I don't. It's the most I can get women to talk to me. Oh. So. <laughs> Including my wife. 
<laughs> well, see, I'm the complete opposite. I, and not yelling. I, <laughs> I, I can, yell at me. But. I can only stand a limited number of female voices in my life. And since I have one that I do want to listen to, I try to listen to others. Well, I'm on that show. I know. Yeah. You can listen but to my, It's a very people. entertaining show. You should listen to it. I might. But I don't have a vagina, so I... You don't have to have yeah. a vagina to it's listen not, to the not show. Really just talk, to be they're, not, they're not talking about colors and rainbows and stuff like that. No. Okay. No. Like hair tips and oh, I guess no. some great new nail polish. We actually talked about that once and I cut it out. Because I didn't want it to be that kind of show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I swear to God. So just a bunch of mouthy broads mouthing off. Yeah, which is why we call it Mouthy Broadcast. Talking about nerd stuff, too. Yeah, we talk about comics. Baltimore <laughs> Comic Con. I swear to God. You spend like 20 minutes on each Dork Trek bitching about... Well, because the theme of Dork Trek is Star Trek. Yes. If we're talking about a Star Trek comic, then that's okay. All right, fine. So everybody help J.K. out yes. since he does yeah, a Star Trek comic. That's the point. Yes, that was the original <laughs> point here. And help out your friends and neighbors in New England. Yes. Because they're not used to this shit. This this isn't New Orleans or Florida where this shit happens like every six weeks. Oh, another hurricane. This is okay. New Jersey. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, yeah. though, we're back and now we're in season six of Star Trek The Next Generation. Season six. Time for the thrilling conclusion to Time Zero dun, 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 dun. Space. <laughs> Time Space Arrows. Yeah, space Time. So when we left off, Arrow. Data was trapped in 1893. Yeah. And the brave bridge crew minus Worf walked into a vortex. A vortex of energy. Yeah, and people were sucking, sucking people dry, and then mapping it onto other people's foreheads. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they wanted to stop that because that's, you know, you're that's Federation activity. We can't really, be well, not in the Federation. You really that. need to fix... You're wearing a hoodie right now. Yeah. And the way you have it adjusted, you look like an uncircumcised penis. Yeah. Do I? <laughs> so if you can just pull the foreskin up or back. I like it. It's very He's comfortable do like this. some docking. Okay. It's very comfortable like this because I can ventilate through this part of my head, yeah. but I'm keeping warm back here. What it, you do it's is... It's very disturbing. He pulls the, the hoodie up over his face. Now it's a penis I'll with ears. Yeah, pull the hoodie up over your face so that there's an extra skin there, and then Ben puts his face in there, and it's like docking. But you said I couldn't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably fit you in here. (laughs) (laughs) If I'd I'd worn my hoodie, then... Come on, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) The water's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Now he's getting excited, and the... Four skid is pulling back. Okay. Yeah. I can't wear my hood too far up because I don't want to get shot. So. Yeah. <laughs> the Unabomber. That wouldn't be his problem. Just remember to take yeah. it off before you go into 7-Eleven. Yeah. Well, I have to. Yes. Back- no backpacks either. Yes. <laughs> Oddly enough, I've gone in with my hoodie on. Yeah. Well. And a baseball cap and sunglasses and not a word was said to me. Yeah, well. That's because you're white. Yeah. You're well. American. American. Yeah, Americans can do that. Uh, <laughs> so next time I do that and that nobody says anything, I should walk back into the store and just call them all a bunch of racist you fucks. Should. You guys are racist. That's racist. Even better, <laughs> I should do that shoplift, walk out of the store and get away with it, and then walk back in and call them a bunch of racist, ignorant mm-hmm. fucks, mm-hmm. and then throw all my goods down the counter. Yep. 
Yeah. They're like, oh, no, sir, please take it. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a great idea. Don't you realize you're white? <laughs> you're entitled to this. We stuff. saw you take it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll erase the tapes. Don't worry about it. It actually the, this is programmed. It doesn't even record white people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This bullshit. Now I'm mad. I'm gonna go all hyper liberal for the rest of the day. Oh Jesus! <laughs> How would this be different than any other day? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what's not liberal? Time travel to the 1890s. Was nice to, segue. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah. <laughs> So where do we start out with this one? Well, this one starts out with Mark Twain talking to a reporter about time climbing. travel. He's going to expose these time travelers in San Francisco. And for some reason, the reporter doesn't look him like he's crazy. Like no. He really believes Mark Twain that, oh, really? They're trying to Well, he, originally, he's like, oh, so this is the new book you're working on. This is yeah. going to be a sequel to Connecticut yeah. Yankee. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. This is going to be a stop the press type of thing later on. I'll bring proof. Maybe they're just used to him saying crazy things all the time. Because everybody earlier, he was, you know, spouting off about the different planets. and. Yeah, but I think it was obvious then that he was being philosophic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here, now. he's like, I've got a story for you. Holy oh, shit. Don't go to presses. You know, wait for me to come back. I'm going to be proof of these time travelers. That See, would be a little crazy. My thing with this, though, th- I watched these episodes back to back. This was about the point that I was beyond tired of his voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of his these time travelers. Yeah. <laughs> it was too high. Like it was yeah. for it was like uh, in between a Yoda voice and <laughs> I don't know somebody else. Time travelers, they are hmm? high old man voice. Yeah. It was. I don't know how old the actor actually was. Probably was not very old, mm-hmm. but they made him up to look like Mark Twain. Yeah. Yeah, he had an excessive amount of old man makeup on. Yeah, and crazy hair and stuff like well, that. Well, Mark Twain did have the crazy hair. Yeah, but I mean, it was like... I mean, before Einstein, they always hair. said, you know, oh, you got that Mark Twain hair going on. And yeah. then Einstein came along and was more popular. Yeah. So And then Don King. And then Don King. Yeah. yeah. So he had crazy hair before it was cool. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He had, he's, he's a hipster of crazy hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was into crazy shit before there was crazy shit. <laughs> I had to invent crazy shit to be into. <laughs> that's that's what Data was inventing. Yeah, crazy an inventor, shit. crazy shit inventor, crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> what is this? And then Mark Twain would be into it. It's crazy shit. I yeah. invented crazy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I call it my anal intruder, Jack. <laughs> Let me show you how it works. Now you sit right here. It feels kind of but data. Warm. It's just a board with a hole in it. Yeah, go ahead and sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> now you notice this chair is a little higher than the chair that's under it. Yeah, this will. Uh, now this lever. These springs allow the chair to bounce up and down. <laughs> <laughs> you may feel it. Somebody draw this. We, I know we have artist friends. We, yeah. You, Somebody you, draw this anal intruder. Well, you know what? Maybe we could get J.K. to do this Maybe. as commission. Maybe. I wonder how much he would charge for something like that. I, I, sure. I don't want to. How much should we pay him for that? I, I don't we'll, know. We'll discuss offline. Yeah. All we'll the money that's something. in my pocket right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wearing pants. I have pajamas on. You don't have money in your pockets, though, do you? I pocket Don't tell pajamas. the listeners, oh, you don't have pants on. <laughs> that was our little secret. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> we do all our recordings with no pants on anymore. We used to do them in uniform. And now we do them pants. We really got lazy with that. We, we need yeah. to go Betazoid style and just do all the podcast nude. No, no. Okay. I don't think so. I'm thinking it's win-win for me. You have to show up naked first, though. 
If you show up naked, then the rest of us will do it. We'll disrobe when I walk into the room naked. Yeah, after you do an episode naked, then the, the very next, next episode, episode, the yeah. show's canceled. I, I fell for this trick before <laughs> on another podcast. We just won't tell you when we're recording next time. <laughs> yeah. And see, since Bob probably's not even going to listen to this part of the show, when I do show up naked, it's just going to confuse the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. We have to record at my place, and I'll do that. We'll just have, like... Communicators covering our private parts. Well, see, mine attached with a pin, so that that's yeah. not a. I'm not going to do that. It's I don't go for the whole piercing thing. Pretty th- thrilling. You <laughs> <laughs> anyway. try it sometime. Mm-hmm. Get a strap-on tricorder. Yeah, just put it right there. And see if you were uncircumcised, then. Just wow. No, no piercings. <laughs> not going to happen. All right. Mark Twain would do it. No, he wouldn't. Prince Albert. (laughs) Star Trek communicator, Prince Albert. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But got the bridge. He's got to talk. (laughs) 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 I need to have my ribs removed. (laughs) I really can't get close to that communicator. Can you hear me? Hold on. Let me get closer. Wait. Let me use Will's. Will, come here. Let me call the ship with your communicator. (laughs) (laughs) Get right up to the mic. Yeah. I've got the gain all the way down. You're going to have to get really in tight on it. <laughs> get closer. Yeah. Cut the balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you change the channel. It helps it helps the transmission. Yeah. Clear. Can you hear me now? That's the <laughs> antenna. <laughs> the, the gain adjust. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, the microphone's getting closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really helps? Prostate massage. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, it's two episodes in a row you've gone too far. <laughs> I have to. No, you don't. Bob's not here, so somebody yeah. needs to, you know, fill in with all the crazy I don't even think shit. Bob would bring up prostate massage. <laughs> <laughs> or he would do it in a different voice. <laughs> I don't have any other voices. No, okay, this that's is my fine. Voice. Sorry. That's fine. You can talk about prostate massage all you want. That's fine. Don't judge me. <laughs> I see you guys judging me. No, I'm not judging. <laughs> now I'm more curious than anything. <laughs> see, now you're going to put that communicator on. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Mark Twain, he sees Data and starts following him down the street, and they walk right past the fancy dress people with the snake cane. Uh, but they don't know who they are yet. No, but they're like but suspicious. They kind of know who Data and, uh, you know... Who Data is I don't know why I guess they seen Data but Well no they didn't see him He followed him through the But vortex. they couldn't see him Right Because he wasn't Phase shifted enough Well maybe they know That he's out of place uh, Maybe Yeah maybe they can see Like trionic energy around him Could he's be He's got a trail of trionic mm-hmm. energy Mm-hmm. I don't know But yeah Or maybe they're just aware of Enough to know that A fucking android Should not be walking around <laughs> right? In 1893 yeah. Or they yes. see They can't suck him dry He doesn't have anything Inside of him Yeah He's like, He's like a hooker, an empty, empty vessel. An empty child. Yeah. Hookers and androids. An empty no child soul. hooker. <laughs> when, the, when you kill a hooker, you're not really killing them, you're freeing them. No, they're, they're whores at that point. Oh. Not <laughs> hookers. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway... So that so Jack was actually Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's funny because I was looking up some stuff on this episode, and I guess in 1893, Mark Twain was living in Connecticut at the time. Oh, yeah? But this was during the time that he was traveling around the country doing lectures. Hmm. So even though there's no evidence that he was in San Francisco at this time, it's not unbelievable that he would have been. I guess they had cross-country trains back then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 1890s? Yeah. Because I thought that was like it... Wasn't that pre-Civil War or right after the, after the Civil War? They did yeah, the, the 1890s would be after the Civil War. No, I'm saying... I'm trying to... <laughs> when they, when they did the train. <laughs> the transcontinental... When the Chinese railroad. built the railroad. Because the, the whole thing about the Golden Spike where the... T- you know, because one team started from the east and one started from the west yeah. and they met. I think that was in uh, the Wild Wild West, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> they were okay. building the railroads then. And that was right after the Civil War. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would have already happened because Mark Twain said the coldest winter he ever experienced was a summer in San Francisco so he it is pretty cool there yes I love San Francisco oh my god yeah it's just really expensive want to go back want to go to the Presidio where Starfleet headquarters will be someday isn't that a uh, Phil Collins song Presidio Presidio no I love that song yeah I do too you're all wrong I love Phil Collins well, Phil Collins is awesome. But I don't like talking about Phil Collins or his work too much because then it goes into that whole American Psycho mode. What? You never saw that movie, American no. Psycho, mm-hmm. Christian Bale? No. Okay. There, there's a scene where he's dissecting... In Phil Collins? No, the, f- he's, the music. He's, he's discussing it just before he kills somebody. Okay. So... Yeah. Okay. All right. Bring it down, Ben. Wow. Yeah, way to be a bummer, Ben. <laughs> Boat race. All right. We're now, we're back. now we're back on track. Boat race with Christian Bale and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm mapping. Okay. Well, I'm distracted again. Go. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so yeah. So Riker is dressed as a cop. Yes. And Crusher. He looks there. almost like a Keystone cop, too. Yeah. And Jenny and I were talking about this earlier about where did they get these clothes from? They, they didn't replicate them. them. Yeah, they obviously must have stolen them. Yeah. yeah. And they're in a morgue, so I guess they got them from the dead bodies? Yeah. Maybe. I think they did the Kirk maneuver where you walk around in your Star Trek pajamas for a little bit until you see clothes hanging on the line. So there's just a police uniform hanging somewhere? Well, you, that Riker you found? gotta get your laundry done. Mm-hmm. Because we find out very quickly he didn't get a job with the police. He yeah yeah he's fake. Yeah. So they're thieves. Yeah. Those dirty little thieves. Well, you got data last episode ripping people off at poker games to finance his. Well, he won fair and square. He didn't cheat. Okay, he's just he's that just good smarter. of a poker player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe Riker's he's really got good. a very good poker face. Poker face. Like a poker face. Um... But I think, you know, maybe Riker... It's been a long time since anybody's made that joke. I that know. song's yeah. been out for a very long time, so everybody's forgotten It doesn't seem it. like it has, though, but I guess it has. Yeah. It's been a while. So I would have thought this episode would have done better with the share song. If you could turn back time? Yeah. If I could turn back time. Is that the one where she's with all the sailors on the ship? In Is the it? Video? I think so. It's from that era. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. I think so. I still remember seeing that and going out and talking to my naval recruiter the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hang out with all those sailors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Cher. 
Cher's awesome. I want to be just sing. like her. She'll sing while you dance with the other sailors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a dream come true. It was usually the morning after, though. I would, if I could turn back time, yeah, I'd find a way. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Yeah. So uh, Riker and Crusher are looking at uh, all these cholera victims, and she's like, "Why are there so many people dead from cholera?" We were all playing. I wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> Those people over there have dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go hunt for a bear. <laughs> Oh, I got a buffalo. Your grandpa died. Oh, uh, buffalo, that was the best. Yeah. The bear was hard to kill. The buffalo, if you got a buffalo, that was like food for a long time. It was really hard to kill the rabbits, and there was no... They were really fast. And they had no benefit from yeah. it. But it was like a challenge. You know, I missed that completely when it was the the thing back... Like, Oregon Trail? I guess all y'all played it in school on the school yeah. computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm far enough back that uh-huh. we didn't get school computers until like I was in ninth grade. No. And then we never played it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that school thing. It was Oregon Trail and Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Yeah. I never did I never played that. No, that was awesome. Game. I was aware of it because of the PBS show. Yeah. And I but that was a game song. like if you played Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and you weren't age appropriate anymore, it became too easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you knew exactly where she was. Oh, she's in Madrid. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And if you play it a few times, she's kind of in the same place and yeah. you get the same questions. Yeah. Carmen San Diego, Carmen San Diego. Uh, I was thinking like the uh, the game show on uh, PBS. Yeah. Where in and the world is Carmen San Diego? I think that was Rockapella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rockapella. <laughs> it was. And uh, the captain on there the chief the chief yeah wasn't she in star trek i think so wasn't she like i know she was in um uh what is it lean on me mm. is that the right or stand by me what's the name of it? no lean on me the m- one with morgan freeman he's the principal yeah, of the school that's lean on me. she's the parent who doesn't like him i uh, guess i'm fired yeah bitch i don't like her anymore no. But she was the chief. I know. I saw the picture on the internet f- that was running around for a while where I guess somebody ran into a lady on the subway and she was dressed in all red and she had the big red hat. And they were like, found her finally after all these years. There's Carmen Zedek. <laughs> I found her. She's in New York. Yeah. She was hiding with Waldo. Yeah. Which, come on. If you go to conventions, please stop dressing as Waldo. It's funny the first few times, but now there's like five or six Waldos per convention. Are you sure it? There's that many, or is it not the same one? Well, I only find five. I walk up and I circle him. <laughs> Actually, we saw one at Intervention Con mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and uh, months ago, well, a couple months ago. Okay, so weeks. yeah, the he and his friend come up and they're at the table, whatever. And then a few minutes later, she's like, hey, "This is going to sound weird, but have you seen my friend around anywhere?" <laughs> and I was like. You're asking me where Waldo is. <laughs> She's awesome. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's right over there. <laughs> Found him. Hi, guys. <laughs> Whenever he gets separated from his group, he's got to stand there waving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until they find him. Yeah. Good times. Okay, then. Good times. Anyway. So Crusher notices in all these dead bodies that the nervous systems are all depleted of their electrochemical energy. Oh. So that's what what they've been sucking out. That's kind of consistent with uh, what we saw last week. Yeah. Sucking it out. Sucking it out. Yeah. (coughs) Suck them dry. They're mind vampires. Psychic vampire. 
Ooh. Yep. So they have an Old West staff meeting. Old staff, West staff meeting. meeting. <laughs> old West style. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Did somebody bring the old Milwaukee? <laughs> yep, so uh, the way team, they're trying to figure out a way to find these aliens and how to find data. Mm. And they just have the equipment they have on hand, like their tricorders and phasers and stuff like that. Well, you know, they, they don't have a shopping list. They like were on they a landing part, a away team. Yeah. So they would obviously have their equipment that they would take on a standard away team mission. Yeah, like tricorder and Where phaser and stuff like data, that. Where Data... Well, Data was too, so he should have stuff. Well, no, he had that weird device thing that he was using with his phasic hoopah. Yeah, he had like a modified mm-hmm. yeah. tricorder or whatever. But he did have his phaser with him. So he could shoot that goddamn Mark Twain if he needs to. Yeah. So, but as they're talking, Mrs. Carmichael comes and interrupts, and she's harassing Picard for Boy, the rent. Oh, your rent's due on so Thursday. Th- then it becomes like, how long have they been here? Yeah. You know, because there's no concept of how much time has elapsed, and right. this is a season, like season to season. So there have been hangover. Three so have for they us. been? It's been three months for us. Has yeah. it been three months for them too? I don't know. They haven't seen Data in San Francisco in all this time, and at least let's say. Okay, they they had to pay the rent, so let's They're just say it's been a week. At yeah. least a week. That they haven't found there. data yet. Just walking around town. It's a big town. It was San Francisco. Yeah, but if you're looking for somebody, if you're looking for uh, an albino they, they guy, they weren't really looking for data. They were st- they were more still in Scooby Doo gang mode investigating the crime. Yeah, but and they should they remember where the cavern was is, it right? Old man Clemens. They don't know that data would be here, but w- putting two and two together, they're in San Francisco, right? The cavern where they found Data's head was in San Francisco. Right. Why not go try to find the cavern? That would be a good idea. And then try and, you know, yeah. backtrack from there, try to find Data. Okay. Eventually, he's going to show okay, up there. Okay, buddy. His head's not here now. Yeah. So we know So he just keep having, like, a rotation of people waiting there for Somebody Data Somebody wait up. there until he shows up. Yeah. And well, yeah, but we find out later that it's under the Presidio, which was an active military base at the time. Yeah. So you can't just okay. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna go hang out in your cavern. No, no, I don't think so. Apparently they can. Well, <laughs> as we find out later. So yeah, so Picard lies to her, saying that oh, we're doing a production of Midsummer's Night Dream, Midsummer Night's Dream, and uh, that's why they couldn't find we do data. It, we'll They're too busy doing Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. No. That Starfleet training takes over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for third year at the Academy, which is all the uh, drama and art classes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first three years. The are. drama program. I think Shakespeare is, is just the third year. Yeah. They build up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the arts like, program at the Academy is one of the best in the galaxy. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, no, rent's due tomorrow or you're kicked out. So. I love how this is an, yet again another example of really stereotypical Irish person. The rent's due on Thursday. Yeah. And here it is Thursday at one o'clock and you haven't paid the rent yet, lad. Yeah. Now this isn't as bad as uh you know, original series. Some oh, of their Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan and some oh, of Oh Kirky yeah. boy. You wanted to beat my ass when you was at the Academy and you didn't do it. <laughs> I was nah. like Scottish, but I know I, I, I've been doing Scots <laughs> lately, so it's it's. What's the name? <laughs> John. Mm. John uh, Barrowman. Barrowman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Shouldn't have asked. Yeah. Shouldn't have asked. Don't ask questions you don't want to answer. Speaking of Jack. Don't ask or tell. Speaking of Jack. Jack is let Mark Twain into Data's room. Oh. He's, Mark Twain's like, oh, I need to find this letter that Data needs. So Jack's like, oh, okay, yeah. There's his engine that he's been working on. And hey, by the way, uh, can you write my life story? Because I'm really interesting. And it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, you know what? You need to go uh, write yourself. Because nobody can tell your story like you can. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about going to Alaska. He's like, yeah, do that. Go now. <laughs> Go to Alaska. Get Take off, eh? Yeah. You, uh, don't forget Whoa. the name Jack London. What? Not the last you heard of me. <gasps> oh. Now, again, doing the research, Jack London was living in San Francisco at this time. Yeah. Oh. So, and Did he had been work? an oyster pirate, which he mentions last week, or last episode. Really? Sometimes. I don't know what an oyster pirate is. I don't. I don't want to know what an oyster pirate is. Is that anything like a what blue, pirate? A blue oyster pirate could be a <laughs> <Yeah>. clam pirate. <laughs> yeah. Digging for them pearls. Yeah. Pearl necklace. Pearl necklace. Yeah. <laughs> now what's this fancy chair over here, son? <laughs> well, so you, you, you sit here. Hole in here. You sit here. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Twain, just remove your pants. Mr. Data's invention. Check it out. (laughs) The anal intruder. (laughs) Oh, what if I can patent this? Make a million. Quite an enjoyable recreation there, Mr. London. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to steal the patent because he's not Edison. Oh, he might. He's pretty sneaky in this episode. He is, yeah. And I didn't really like that, to be honest. Because, like, right up until this point, I guess I was just being naive because I like Mark Twain. And I'm like, how is he the bad guy? He should be the good guy. He's episode. not a bad guy. He's just, there's aliens he's invading he's, Earth. He's Mr. Uh, conspiracy Theory Guy in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he's he's afraid. He obviously thinks that there are aliens. And now yeah. he sees time travelers, so he's freaked out by it. And he thinks they're going to take over the Earth. Mm-hmm. And he's probably read, because H.G. Wells, has he written War of the Worlds by then? This would be Jules Verne era. Because yeah. they actually mentioned Jules Verne, don't they? I didn't. I, didn't I thought they mentioned episode. Jules Verne or something. No, Maybe no, you're no. thinking Earlier. Back to the Future when, 3. When, when, when did H.G. Uh, Wells write War of the Worlds? I thought there was... It would have been around this time or later. Yeah. I, always I thought, thought it was of, later. I thought always, it was like early 1900s. That's what I was going to say. I always Maybe. thought War of the Worlds was more of the early 1900s. But Jules Verne was around by this time. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have known Verne more than they would have known Wells. Okay. Know what I mean, Vern? With his flights of fancy. Yeah. Very predictive, too. Huh? He predicted the fax machine. Really? Among other things. Nice. That's a very important uh, invention. That's still with us today for some fucking reason. We have one in our office. Yep. We occasionally, occasionally, we'll ask for a quote from a vendor... And they'll ask us if they can fax it to us. Yeah. Like, yeah, we still have a fax. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> but just know that you've lost the purchase because if <laughs> if you you can't get with us in the 21st century with email. Our office still uses the fax machine pretty heavily. Yeah. Because everybody there is technologically stupid. It's 1985 <laughs> in your office. But you yeah, know what? If much. your uh, internet goes down but your phones still work. You can yeah. still work. You can still fax. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could still Hey, work. I'm going to send you this uh, Photoshop file via fax. No, I have actually received artwork over the fax machine. I believe it. And then you have to scan it in and... Yes, and it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> that 32 DPI. 
yeah the only thing worse is like when somebody says oh just pull off the logo from our website and I have to go to the website that's about you know 50 by 50 yeah just blow that up and put it on a t-shirt for us it's a really small file (laughs) yeah it looks big on my screen because I got it set to 400 by 600 they complain how come it looks so pixelated (laughs) well well yeah anyway so note for future reference don't get Jenny started about art yeah yeah or fonts Helvetica Helvetica. Oh, Helvetica. <laughs> I love me some Helvetica. We still got to watch that movie. You know what it's called? Helvetica? Yeah. I can't wait. But anyway, we're talking about Star I, Trek. I think that's actually the name of the villain in the new Star Trek movie. Everybody thinks it's going to be Khan, but it's actually Helvetica. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, his name is Vetica, but he's from Planet Hell. <coughs> oh. So they call him Helvetica. Oh, okay. From where the, oh, they built all the sets? Yeah. Planet Hell. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, okay. a better villain would be like Comic Sans or something. No. He's Comic Relief. <laughs> That's oh, his, Comic uh, Sans. <laughs> That's his antimatter universe counterpart uh, <laughs> that they're chasing. And then there's the big climatic battle where yeah. the two worlds collide. They join together. Oh, and make Times New Roman. He's got like the centurion armor. Yeah. And the balance is restored to the universe. Yay. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry if we spoiled that for everybody. <laughs> no need to go see Star Trek in Space May. Space movie 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Jack London goes to Alaska and... Uh, no, he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. And Mark Twain starts messing with Data's machine. But then Data comes back, so he hides in the closet. And Data's talking to Guinan. And, uh, he starts singing that R. Kelly song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in there with Tom Cruise and yeah, <laughs> a bunch of other Scientologist guys. So Data and Guinan are talking about uh, getting to the cavern, but like you said, Ben, it's on an army base. So um, he thinks Guinan can pull some strings cause because black women in the 1890s have a lot of pull yeah. in society. Pull, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, well, she does. Well, it's San Francisco, so you know. Yeah, but and she's probably not passing herself off as an American black person, but more of a international. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that really matters that much. Oh no, in the 1890s. Yeah, as long as you were like royalty from some former British colony, that that would have a little bit more sway. Maybe a little bit more. I still don't think you can just have free reign on any army base. Yeah. that you want. So, but Nate, Data notices that his uh, machine. Somebody's been messing with it. Oh, and a piece is missing. Somebody drank my porridge. What? <laughs> Why would you drink porridge? I don't know. It was too runny. Very runny porridge. It's very runny porridge. <laughs> Do not drink the porridge. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's been sleeping in my bed, and he's still there. What? Ooh. Let's fuck him. <laughs> what? He's somebody's, not wearing pants. Somebody's been sitting on my anal intruder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they find find him in the closet. Yeah, like how I, it was almost like Data knew he was there, but I guess he didn't. Yeah. Oh, he they should have pretended like yeah. they walked out. Well, I guess we'll just have to leave now. <laughs> well, no, he does the whole, you know, well, you know, the piece he took is very dangerous and can cause harm if exposed to human skin for yeah. too long. And you're, Tunk. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, shit. I hope nobody put it up the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jack! 
That would have been a great sound effect. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so um, Guinan starts yelling at Mark Twain for sneaking around, but he's like, you guys are evil time travelers, and I'm going to stop you from your evil plan. If it's the last thing I do. Yeah. This is so cheesy. It was just like, yeah, why, why does he assume that they're bad? Yeah. Those are time travelers. Exactly. Because you come here to my time after devastating your time and try... He's very, very xenophobic. I wrote yeah. my book, Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, and he did a lot of meddling. <laughs> and I don't need that kind of meddling in my time. <laughs> Now, I say you future people need to go back to your future where you come from. (laughs) Stop meddling and anal probing everything here in the past. Now, Mr. Data, if you want to go ahead and sit on that chair, Miss Guinan, you could sit on the other chair, and I'm just going to sit here and write for a while. (laughs) Touch myself inappropriately. (laughs) While I stroke my mustache. As, and comb my hair. <laughs> now, as I say, stroke my mustache, that's my code name for something else that I'll be stroking. Now, I remember one time I was at a frog race in Missouri. <laughs> and as I was going through there, I saw this nice colored lady on a chair. And I thought, if there was a pale Frenchman from the future that could sit under there, it would be a lot more interesting in my book. But as I only write about things that I can imagine seeing, I think it would help me out if the two of you would go ahead and sit on that fine chair Mr. Jack London told me about. Don't forget this piece. Now, here's your radioactive piece that could cause damage to my delicate skin. Yes. I'll light another cigar as I watch. Hand rolled. (laughs) Bill Clinton's favorite book. Little known fact. I've hand rolled a few Cubans in my time, and let me tell you. (laughs) You don't even know what accent you're doing right now. (laughs) No, you said Clinton, and it did. Well, it's such a preposterous accent. Yeah. I mean, you can't really keep it up for a long time. No. Yeah. I did one voice I can't keep up for a while. Now you're talking about see I got Twain and Clinton I got Twain all up in my Clinton and that's just nasty. <laughs> sit on the chair. <laughs> you can make it happen. It's my turn to sit on the bottom chair. <laughs> see I, I god damn it. Cause see Twain is like a southern gentleman kinda oh well yes. And right and Bill Clinton's like, Oh yeah. I'm a car salesman. Yeah. Sorry I'm late. Uh, Sandy was blowing me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so Picard's in the hospital and he's fixing the lamp burners and the doctor comes, yells at him, and chases him off. Oh, it's uh new city ordinance yeah. uh, for earthquakes. Yeah. I don't know about that, see? Get on out of here, you scamp. <laughs> you old scamp. <laughs> you old scamp. <laughs> Earthquakes in San Francisco, unheard of. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah. So and then just 13 short years later, yeah, those lamps saved lives at that hospital. Yes. Yeah. So after the doctor leaves, Crusher starts examining this patient who has cholera. 
and, and she fixes uh, up this nice little potion for him. Yeah. And he I'm died like, shortly after. Yes. Yeah. Here, let me fix it. She doesn't know how to make medicine. Yeah, she does. No, no she, she knows. Doesn't. She's very good with herbs and roots. Yeah. As we discovered in uh, when they, she fell freedom. 11 meters and Picard fell on top of her. Okay. Yeah. She likes it rough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Follow mm. me from 11 meters. <laughs> uh. I'm waiting for you, Picard. Uh. You missed. <laughs> That's going to hurt. <laughs> I've never seen one bend the like The 11 that meter cock drop. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Finishing move. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. It's not exactly a frog splash, but... It, very similar effect. So yeah, she's looking at cholera boy there when yeah. uh, the fancy couple walks in, mm-hmm. and uh, on the Bam. little lamp, an alarm starts going off. That the card set up there. Alien alert! Alien alert! Yeah, it goes off when Mexicans or Invidians come in. Invidians. So yeah, so Crusher starts talking to them and. But she activates her communicator so that everybody can hear her talking to him. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the away team comes in, and Jordy punches the fancy guy, and he starts to fight back, but Riker phasers him, and then they just disappear. Which, Jordy wins a fight? That's pretty cool. I don't remember mm-hmm. this ever happening. No. Seems like Jordy would be getting his ass kicked most of the time, but... Does he have yeah. his visor on at this point? I can't yes, remember. he does. He does. Like, he keeps he, he taking it on it off. and puts on the, the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to freak people out, even though he's still got the little uh, light-up probes on the side of his yeah. head yeah. flashing. Yeah. Those are just pimples. Yeah. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Data's instruments are going crazy, because he notices this little teleportation time shift thing going on. Oh. So, he's like, hmm, wonder what's going on. Go check this out. Yeah. So, the police show up at the hospital, and he's going to take everybody to jail. And he doesn't believe Riker is really a police officer, so Riker knocks him out. Yep. And they run. <laughs> and they get outside. Data shows up with a carriage. And they all hop in a carriage yeah. and get away. Dramatic getaway. Very convenient. Yep. Just as the police show up. Pew! 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 Yeah, now! Yeah! <laughs> get on, horse! Yeah. It's that albino kid! Yeah. And they got a black guy with them. An albino and a black guy was yeah. kidnapped some, some cop and a nurse. And a Mediterranean lady. Is this the start of a joke? <laughs> no. It's the start of a Star Trek episode. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Something else I noticed, Crusher's hair looked really ridiculous in this episode. Her hair always looks ridiculous. I mean, it looked especially 1940s Crusher hair yeah. was hot. That's her only era that she yeah. The night when you're going to time travel, Crusher has to go to the 40s. Yeah. Because she had it all the curls up in the front. She looked like little fucking orphan Annie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not really, but... It just you, you just don't like It's pressure. a hard night no, life for us. <laughs> <laughs> all the collar patients sit up. A hard night life. <laughs> Except yeah. for the one guy she killed. Yeah. And then Jordy starts singing the Jay-Z lines from that song. <laughs> 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 and then Riker shoots him. Yeah. But anyway. He's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sprinkle some crack on him. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have this urge. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Jordy, come here. Uh, <laughs> I feel the need to hit you. I, yeah. I, this is pretty hot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to remember this yeah. later. Yeah, that's a scenario you know, for the, the holodeck. The other San Francisco, the real San Francisco holodeck cop four. was that waking up, you know, just kind of looking groggily, and he sees Riker beating Jordy with the uh, stick, and he's like. 
Got to yeah. try this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the beginning. And that's the genesis of uh, police brutality. Yeah. It's all downhill. Goddamn racist cops. <laughs> <laughs> oink, oink. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> <sighs> I, I'm Seriously, I'm going back to my apartment. I'm putting all my NWA on the uh, iPhone, and I'm just going to drive around blasting NWA from your iPhone. It's very ghetto of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the only way I can transport music. You know, you know what? I'll illegally copy it to a uh, cassette tape. Yeah. And then I'll drive around. Mm-hmm. And then I'll steal a car that has a cassette tape player. <laughs> there you go. Now, you're getting more authenticity as you go along. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Your street cred is growing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> street cred. <laughs> Fucking police. <laughs> I got to express my white guilt somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so Jordy uses his phaser on the snake cane, and it turns into a ghost snake. Ooh, ghost snake! I told you, Scooby Doo gang, yeah. right here. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out what to do with it, and then Mrs. Carmichael shows up again, and so this time they pretend like they're rehearsing for their dumb play, and they get her to play along too, and they're like, "Oh, you're perfect for the main role." So. uh we're going to practice tomorrow, so you're going to be here, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she forgets about the rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Picard's very good at this, getting out of paying the rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's French. Yeah. <laughs> Are they They're very delinquent on their rent? The I, I don't know. I just thought that was the thing to say. No. <laughs> Blame everything on the fact that he's they French. They expect the state to take care of it for them? Yes. Goddamn socialist <laughs> What's well, another aspect of the Picard maneuver? Talk your way out of paying the rent. Yeah. No. <laughs> Well, since, you know, from a more realistic side, though, since they're all actors, they should all know how to talk to the landlord about getting out of the rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from their early years in acting. Yeah. Could be like in a Kingpin. Mm. Have you guys seen the movie Kingpin? It's been a while. No. And I believe in the beginning, Woody Harrelson has to have sex with his oh, yeah, landlord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shook something loose in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Data takes Picard to go meet up with Guinan, and she's found a way into the cavern. Ah. Yeah. See, told you she'd find a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Underground Railroad <laughs> let her right <laughs> Her friend Harriet <laughs> helped her out. <laughs> wow. Now I have to actually go punch a cop <laughs> to make up for uh, laughing at that. <laughs> So, the reporter guy runs into Mark Twain outside the police station, and they, they talk about Data a little bit in the way team. And Twain's like, it's an invasion! <laughs> They're okay. multiplying. You're going to have a story you'll never forget. I'm going to get proof. Proof, I say. Proof positive. Yeah. So, the away team's in the cavern now, and they're scanning it. And they're like, oh, it's, it's kind of the portal that links up with the cavern on Davidia 2. Ah. So, they come here, and get suck people dry and then take it back there and map it on people's foreheads mm. those sneaky bastards yep. so they're putting it all together and then Mark Twain comes in with a gun and he's like I'm taking you guys to the police Sammy's got a gun yeah <laughs> whole world's come undone big guards on the run <laughs> as always yeah so surrender I just want to understand why would he take them to the police? Because they're time travelers. Yeah, is yeah. that against the law? In the it past? is. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it's still kind of the Wild West. We're going to take you to the authorities, and we're going to tell them this story, 
and I'm going to prove that you're different. And since this is 1890s America, okay. just being different is enough to hold you for suspicion. Sense. So, yeah. So yeah, but as uh, they're there, the fancy couple teleport in. Uh uh-uh. oh. And they take the cane from Data. Uh, and Data kind of roughs him up a little bit and take the cane back, but then he short circuits and his head blows off. Yeah. Well, I think it was the vortex opened and yeah. kind of... Well, it like activates through the cane. Yeah. 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 And so it o- blew his head off. Overloaded his circuit. And again, what happened to his body? Did it just drop? Just uh, down. It, no, it dropped on the other side of the vortex. Okay. In the future. Oh, did it? Okay. So the body's in the future and the head's in the past. Oh. Okay. So yeah, so the, the fancy man goes through the portal with the cane and the away team follows him but Picard stays behind with Guinan who got hurt and Mark Twain jumps through just as the portal gets ready to close yep like he gives that look to Picard and Picard's not got time for that shit so I ain't got time for that yeah. I didn't want to get time for that <laughs> <laughs> so now Mark Twain's in the future yeah in the future future so Riker and them are Tell him, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be in the future, Mark Twain. I saw an ir- irresistible opportunity to go through the vortex. Yes. You know Mark Twain cannot turn down temptation when there's a vortex in front of him. I have very low willpower. <laughs> yeah. I bet if you were to ask me for gratuitous sex right now, I would not be able to say no. Well, well in fact, I am unbuttoning my pants right now. Well, Troy, why don't you show them to his quarters? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. But he sees Worf and he's like, <gasps> Werewolf? <laughs> Werewolf? Spooky <laughs> <Looky> scary. <laughs> yeah. Boys becoming men. Men becoming Worf. It's a werewolf. Yeah, a werewolf. A mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Worf has a little, like, Hasidic curls on his. <laughs> <laughs> He is very ritualistic. Yeah. And his parents yeah. were Jewish. He takes a lot of holidays. <laughs> parents were Jewish. Yeah. He's uh, probably... Uh, I just pictured him with a little hat, too, and everything. Great. Yeah, the yarmulke. No, no, no. Oh, okay, black yeah, yeah. hat. Oh, the black fedora. Hat. Yeah. 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 The curls. Peyote. Oh. Okay. Jew curls. Jew curls. So, but he has to have two bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Because <laughs> his redundant yes. bar mitzvah. Yeah. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with your circumcision. That's the bris when you're eight days old. Okay. Well, and Klingon bar mitzvahs. You get one when you're eight days old. They and combine one when it. you're thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Except they only have one. How so, do you know? No. How do you know? Have you seen a Klingon naked? Do you really want to know the answer to yes. this? Yes. <laughs> no, you don't. Let's go. <laughs> answer the question. What really happened at that convention, Ben? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, I want to know now. Have you seen a Klingon naked? There's just dead space on the podcast at this point. <laughs> I'm sure mm. the listeners want to know too. It's for the show. Naked Klingon. Don't ask questions you don't what want was the his answer name? to. Was it one of the Klingons we saw in uh, New Jersey? No. No? A Cherry Hill Klingon? No. <laughs> <laughs> These Klingons looked way more authentic. Yeah? Yeah. So they had redundant penises. No. Hmm. In much better shape. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Hmm. 
So yeah, so Jordy starts working on connecting Data's old head to his body. His current body. Yeah, his current body. Now where does this go? You idiot, you put me on backwards. <laughs> well, at least we know the pieces will match. Yeah. yeah. You know. Because if we can take his head off, we can put it back on. Yeah. Did head on. Watch toss Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad those commercials ended. <laughs> Mapping. Apply directly to the forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where they got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> this episode... And that's actually that. what that medicine was. <laughs> what? <laughs> they found homeless old minor 49ers, sucked them dry, <laughs> and sold it as head-on. <laughs> Applied directly to the forehead. Your headache would go away. Just don't ask any questions. <laughs> but I still have a headache. <laughs> like butter secret... Special ju- juice or whatever that yeah, was. His, Did you see that? Secret goo. Yeah, secret goo. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So back in the cavern, Picard's helping out Guinan, and he says, "You're too important to me, so I stayed behind in the past. Aww. Our relationship goes far beyond friendship. We are lovers. I let you peg me. Secret <laughs> lovers." <laughs> So Somehow I can actually see that between them. Yeah. Yeah. It's an unspoken bond. Yeah. Picard's into it. He's down with the swirl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And pegging. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So Riker goes and talks to Guinan. And he wants to know, what am I supposed to do? You know what happened. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. But Can't she, interfere. Yeah. It's the uh, temporal prime directive, I guess. <laughs> Well, she can't tell people in the past or what they're supposed to do. I like though how she's taking this this whole "don't f with time" routine. Yeah, but previously though she's like, "Oh yeah, Picard, you need to go on this mission." Yeah. Well, she didn't tell him what, you know, why he needed to go. She just, well, you know, we might never, we may never meet if you don't go on this mission. Yeah. So I think she was effing with time pretty good. She didn't. She didn't give him details. You know, she give me. Oh, I'm not saying what you should do, Riker, but you shouldn't blow up the cavern. Okay. Maybe she doesn't know that. Yeah. Because she would only. Maybe she doesn't know what he should do, so she's just plain mysterious. I mean, all she. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I can't tell you because. What do you want to do, Riker? Maybe that will be right. (laughs) Well, granted, she knows though Picard's alive, and she knows he leaves. Yeah. Mm Hmm. So whatever he does obviously must be the right thing. Yeah. So just do what you want to do. Yeah. But that's where her foreknowledge ends with this. Yeah. So Troy's escorting Twain around the ship and he's complaining about all this technology taking away all the niceties of being human. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he comes up with your a cigars. theory. And my friend Jay and I back in high school had kind of come up with this theory but then this episode came out and it just completely confirmed what we thought already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the Federation is just this horrible dystopian future, and the only people who have enough in the socialized future are the people in Starfleet. Yeah. So if you want any kind of decent life, you join the fleet. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Politburo. Yeah. You're, you know, everyone's equal. 
but Starfleet's more equal than others. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what about all the poor yeah. people? And Troy says, no, 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 everything's, there's no poverty, there's nothing, and her nose is growing mm-hmm. while she's talking. <laughs> I bet if you asked that blue man that walked by, he yeah. wouldn't have such a... I'm yeah. sure you said you were helping his planet, too. When you conquered and destroyed it. But now he cuts your hair. And what about that werewolf that you showed me? Werewolf. <laughs> I'm sure his people didn't mind you coming in and taking over either. That would have been great if uh, when he said, werewolf, Worf says, I'm right here. <laughs> werewolf, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, you've uh, met werewolf. Data in his chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wears Worf all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a... It's a homonym. <laughs> that has the word homo in it. <laughs> it's a homonym. Well. <laughs> yep, so, they go check in on Jordy, and he can't get Data's actuators to start. So, Data, his head's on there, but it won't work for some reason. Exactly. It won't turn over. Maybe flooded him. Yeah. Did you leave him in the chair too long? You just hear the spark plugs firing. So, the fancy lady wakes up in the cave, but she's hurt, and her body's, like, phasing in and out. Like, you can see her little... That was a pretty cool her effect, Her little though. forehead yeah. thingy shows up, and her hand and stuff like that. But uh, she says they need the human energy essence to survive. And Picard's like, well, we can find something different for you, but they're like, no, no, no. You guys taste great. We need it. Tastes and then your guy ends in the back going, less filling. Yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me, I finally got around to seeing uh, more episodes of Torchwood. Okay. In the second episode. Oh. <laughs> with the yeah. uh, the sex alien. Mm-hmm. Yes. That has to bang people for their orgasmic energy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of this. Yeah. I missed that episode. I want to go home and watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching that and... I was worried my wife was going to come in and see me watching it. And what it's not porn. Yeah. It's not porn. It's Torchwood. I, I can't wood. believe. I was like, man, they showed this on like regular TV in yeah, England. Later, it's past the uh, water. Like, what is it? The watershed, they call it. Yeah, but I don't know if you could ever show that. On American TV? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. There's a lot of men's butts in that episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of uh, sex in that episode. Yeah. And she looked very young, which also made me a little uncomfortable. Not that but young. Apparently not. Old enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Picard says, "Oh, well, we're going to destroy your portal, so you can't do it." And she's like, "Oh, you only make it stronger, and you'll destroy your own planet." <laughs> yeah. So, back on the Enterprise, they have a staff meeting. If you strike staff me, meeting. staff meeting. <laughs> and Riker's like, "All right, we're going to." Making a away team and go back for Picard. I'm going back to the 19th century to find Picard, which is probably the most ridiculous line I've ever heard on Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending you back. It's Get not like, job. hey, I'm going back down to the planet through the portal to go find Picard. It's like, I'm going back to the 19th century to find Picard. <laughs> you know, you, why don't you go ahead It's and like an old, like, Flash Gordon episode or yeah. something. All you have to do is finish sealing up this thing and blow it up or whatever. Then use the slingshot maneuver, which is a exactly. known effect. Exactly. The Constitution class can do it on it, purpose. It replicated it. Pretty sure. Like, you can do it one time by accident, but then you replicate it in reverse. It's pretty much a proven yeah. theory that you can use any time that you want. So with no repercussions. Enterprise D should have no problem performing the slingshot maneuver. I hate that stupid maneuver. movie. 
Go back to the past. No, I'm talking about on the series. They did it a few times. Really? Yeah. No. That once by accident, but that confirmed it, and then they uh, did it in uh, Assignment Earth. Hmm. Because they were actually on a mission to 1969 to uh, yeah. observe a critical point in, uh, in human history. And That's then get effing with time. Hmm? Don't F with time. If they hadn't been there, history as we know it would have been irreparably altered. Mm-hmm. The but anyway. aliens would have taken over. Yeah. Yeah, Nero would have come through. No. So, yeah, so Worf is like, you know, honestly, we should just blow up the teleporter. <laughs> we can't worry about Picard. We got to stop these aliens from sucking off all these humans. And finally, I will be captain. 1893. Yep. So, so Riker's like, okay, fine. Finally, somebody takes Worf's suggestion without arguing with him. Well, Picard's gone to say no. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, Data's still working on, uh, or excuse me, Jordy's still working on Data. And he finds an iron filing in Data's head. What? That's kind of interfering with everything. He's like, why is that in there? And why did I notice so. it uh, two, three days ago when I was uh, yeah. initially examining Yeah, because it's pretty mm-hmm. big, actually. I yeah. should have noticed this. It should have. I mean, if you shook Data's head, you would hear it rattling around yeah. in there. <laughs> it's like a quarter that got stuck in there. But um, to kind of explain it, they show uh, Picard mm-hmm. sticking the little filing in Data's head. Back well, in he was he was marking in it somehow yeah. with the filing. Like yeah, Morse code, leaving <laughs> a, a binary <laughs> message. Yeah, which is kind of what Morse Picard code. speaks binary all of a sudden. Did the binars give him a Rosetta Stone course <laughs> on binary language? I don't know because I knew a kid. <laughs> that was a pretty detailed message that he left in there. Yeah, for, I mean that would be beyond <laughs> any skill that of I would know with people I know. I've known some guys who are really good with binary and would tell each other binary jokes. But not on the level that you're sending like Is messages. Is it like the calculator when you type in eight zero zero eight and it spells boob? No. Ugh. <laughs> but you do it in binary. <laughs> <laughs> There's one zero people who uh, one zero types of people. Yeah. Who get yeah. binary jokes? Those who do and. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's funny ha, ha, on the shirt. Ha, ha, ha. You can't really say that joke. You have to see it. Yeah. Because it looks like ten, but it's really two. Binary two. You guys done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was done before I even finished all the joke. <laughs> so yeah, so Worf is ready to open fire on the cabin. Fire everything! But this is going to take one minute for the whole firing sequence, because they got to, like, systematically do it. Yeah. And plus we've got work. these multi-phasic photon torpedoes now. That yeah, well, now they haven't done that yet. Oh, really? No. So, Jordy finally gets Data working, and Data tells Jordy that Picard left him a binary message that don't fire on the cavern, because it'll just rupture the time vortex thingy. And you'll kill everybody yeah. on Earth, buddy. So, Jordy tells Riker to stop, and they do. So, on the bridge, Data explains that the phase settings of torpedoes need to be set, so they need to put those phase discriminators into torpedoes. Ah, so remittance. Okay. Do it that way. So we get another delay. Yep. So it's going to take a little time to set that up and everything. So Riker's like, okay, now can I go back and get Picard? But Crusher tells him, well, uh, she's been studying the cane for some reason. They have her on that project. Yeah. Like, I guess she's a temporal magician. Because she be. can't cure anybody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so she the, she can't kill the stick, can she? Give her the stick. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but she says, if you phaser the cane, you can only, one person can go through it. You can't send more than one person. So okay. whoever goes back, only one person can come back. So somebody's always going to be stuck back there. Mm-hmm. So coincidentally, Mark Twain just happens to walk on the bridge Good. just as they say that. He's like, well, I can go back and do it. I remember this frog race in yeah. Missouri. Okay, can somebody just send him back, yeah. please? <laughs> war, I remember the war phasers and <laughs> So funny. yeah, so they're going to send him back. And Twain thanks Data for opening his eyes to a better future, my good aunt albino friend. Which really, it was Troy who did it for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Data. So... Well, it she was his interaction. His Him investigating Data, though, is what brought it to his attention. Yeah, so, so why is he thanking Data for that? Thanks for walking past me that one day, so I took an interest into you. I mean, talking about your you starships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, Picard is helping out Guinan, and then Mark Twain runs in there with the snake cane, and he, apparently he got set down on Market Street, so it took him a long time to get there. Which is probably where Data appeared originally. Well, the reason we say Market Street is because that's probably one of the few streets that people in the modern times would recognize from San Francisco. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think Jenny's getting tired of that accent. Later tonight should be really interesting then. <laughs> when you guys record playing doctors later, or playing doctor, you guys can uh, do your Mark Twain voice for that. Through the whole episode. Yeah. Oh, God, no. no. And if there's any lovey time later, <laughs> oh, baby, you know what I like. <laughs> time for a mapping mission. <laughs> <laughs> I will map the Mississippi. Now, I'm going to sit in this chair. No, go ahead. So, yeah, Worf is ready to fire the modified uh-huh. torpedoes, but Riker wants to give Picard five more minutes to come back because he's not there yet. So, Mark Twain explains to Picard how to use a phaser to work the cane. Mm -hmm. It must be easy if Mark Twain can do it. Yeah. So, Picard tells him, "Take can do it." Yeah. Picard tells him, "Take care of Guinan and pay the rent to Mrs. Carmichael, (laughs) and don't forget to feed my cat and water my plants." Say goodbye to Scarecrow for yeah, me. Exactly. I miss him most of all. <laughs> it's like, Picard, just fucking yeah. go. What are you doing, yeah. dickhead? Nobody yeah. cares about Mrs. Carmichael. And Mark Twain's obviously going to just, you know, once the portal closes, he's going to look over at Guinan and go, Sucks to be you, <laughs> yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, so... He's sad that he can't sit around and talk to Mark Twain anymore, but Mark Twain says, I just read my books. Everything you want to know about me is in my book. I know that my books will be around for 500 years because I'm so great. <laughs> so don't worry about it. You know, he probably it. looked himself up on the computer when he probably. was yeah. for a while. Yeah. I mean, they did tell him that they recognized him. They knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Mark Twain and everything like that. But I love yeah. books. Buddy. Part of this is when I walk into a room, I say, I'm Mark motherfucking Twain. <laughs> you bitches best recognize. And they do. They recognize. Oh, yeah. Because who else looks this ridiculous? Honestly. People say, I heard you talking across the room, Mr. Twain. <laughs> and I knew it was you. Yeah. So, Picard says bye to Pascainen. 
and I'll see you in a few minutes. Even though you got to wait 500 years to see me again. Aww. So he he goes to the future. And Data, on the Enterprise, he detects an increase in trialic energy. But there's no human life sign. So Riker's like, well, we can't wait anymore. Fire. They're sucking off more people, so. <laughs> Blow it up. Yeah, so they fire the torpedoes. But while the torpedoes are on the way, they detect Picard down there. Oh, somebody just beamed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So O'Brien beams him out just in time, even though we don't see O'Brien. Uh, or hear him. Yeah. We just hear him being told to do this. Yes. Because they don't trust that uh, soccer mom to do transports anymore. Not with the captain. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Even though O'Brien is off filming DS9 at the moment. Yeah. That hasn't officially happened. Yeah. (laughs) So, the cavern gets destroyed and the Enterprise goes to the nearest star base. Picard goes and meets Guinan again and... It's nice to see you again, buddy. Smile at each other. And in the past, Mark Twain gets some people to take Guy into the hospital, and then he leaves his watch there so the away team can find it later, right next to Data's head, mm. just like they did in the beginning of the last episode. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. And that's it. Dun, 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 dun. And the day is saved. Yeah. This I was happy with. Yes. That it did not let me down with the second episode. Yeah. After the Klingon Civil War shit where the mm-hmm. second episode sucked, this part two was pretty good. Yeah, if Denise Crosby yeah. had showed up, then I would have been done with Star Trek at this point. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we never see her again. Yeah. Unless we want to. Until Trekkies comes out. Yes. They buried her in the pet cemetery. And she yeah. came back. Yeah. <laughs> they always come back. Yes. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? I give this one a... Uh, I'll give it a 6.5. Okay, a little bit... I mean, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't a big disappointment, but it was just mm-hmm. okay, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. Same, same as the last same one. Same as the last one. Yeah. I would give it a 7. Yeah, a little lower than last time. Mark I Twain really just wears yeah. thin on you really quickly. Yeah. That's probably the half point right there is Mark Twain. Yeah, yeah. Because just me doing the voice here is enough. I mean, you're Not already rolling shit. your eyes. God. <laughs> I'd give this episode about 9.9 as it's one of the finest episodes that you'd watch of this Star Trek. Ew. Yeah. So seven. So seven, six and a half, seven and a half. Yeah, I could almost go. Seven. We're all we're all over the place. <laughs> You've been convinced to drop it. Yeah, well, yeah, and because you more Ben talks, the lower the score gets. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> As I continue to talk, great. No. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole thing with like Mark Twain kind of trying to turn them into the police, and then they take him into the future, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for showing me a better future," and I'm like, "Yeah, you were trying to turn them into the police a little while ago." Well, because he thought they were invading. Now he's seen the future, and it's full of promise, and they're not invading. They're just trying to keep bad guys from invading. And then invading. he goes on to judge them in their way of life. Yeah, he's very judgy McJudging. Well, he's from yeah. 1893. But, and he's not surprised at all by the technology of the future. Mm-hmm. Like, he's walking around the ship, and nothing is like... I know, think, though... He's just like, man, I can't even open a door for a lady anymore. But he's not amazed that the door opens by itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, he expected it. I mean, I think he was imaginative enough... That his mind could process that, yeah, right. in, in 500 years, things are going to be different. It's amazing things, but... I don't know, man. Like, I'm pretty sure if we jumped 500 years into the future, 
we have we would uh, see things that we we just can't fathom. We have doors that open. Yeah, no, but I know, but like. I didn't think it was witchcraft when I first went to a grocery store that had automatic doors when but I was you, a kid. You saw the progression from doors, doors that you open push to handle. doors that open by themselves. Well, and open. you can see the little sensor on it. Yeah. And, you know, all those yeah, kinds of things. you're not processing that when you're a kid. You just know well, you when you're a kid, you don't, you don't think anything is strange. You just accept everything. But if you're an adult, it's different when you see stuff that is weird. Okay. It hits you more. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not as easily assimilated. Into you will well, I'm pretty yeah. sure my grandmother didn't. You know, the first automatic door that she saw, she didn't think it was witchcraft. I'm either. sure people. I'm sure people did though. That it was witchcraft. people probably didn't trust the automatic doors the when they first came okay, out. Okay, yeah, I will give you that. She didn't trust them. She always yeah. said she expected them to slam shut and kill her. Yeah, I still so. expect that sometimes. Yeah. I, I pray for it. Sometimes but they don't work. For it to kill me? No, me. Oh. <laughs> sometimes they close too early. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this episode. No, this, this episode didn't early. close early enough. No, it was right on time. Okay. Because <laughs> I could do this voice. Oh, Jesus right. Christ. <laughs> I'll be back Wednesday. So there you have it. Great episode-ish. Yeah. Not the greatest, not the worst. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Not a bad start to season six. Not a bad start at all. In season six, there's a lot of good episodes in this, so hopefully people are going to be joining us for season six and Stay listening tuned. in. So find us online, dorktrek.com, where you can listen to the episodes online, or you can find ways to find the episode. We're on Stitcher. Yep. We're on iTunes, where you can rate and review us and leave nice comments so that more people can hear about us. You can find us uh, at Dork Trek on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook slash Dork Trek. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're all social media up. Yeah. And don't forget to check out J.K. Woodward's blog and buy some wonderful art from him to help his, yes. his cause. So yep. Help uh, him rebuild from the hurricane. I'm going to talk to you about that, about uh, mm-hmm. something. I got an idea. Okay. After the show. Okay. On the other side of the room. The other uh, side of the room. No, no, that's hey, different. They, different they, network. They've been ripping us off with staff meetings and, and, <laughs> yeah. and mapping missions. Yeah. So if I want to say the other <laughs> side of the room, at least once, I can. Suck it, Chris and Greg. No, they're awesome. They're Suck my, each dry. They're my friends. Suck each other dry. Hey, whoa, guys. <laughs> Enough. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why they call it the ready room. Yeah, they're ready to suck each other off. Hey, Jesus, God. (laughs) Let's end this. Somebody start playing piano. Every time I come here, I'm ready to suck everybody (laughs) off mutually. We definitely need the end of the the episode now. All right, let's end it so we can suck each other off. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.